0: Welcome to Making the Shift, where we use Jesus Life as the model for building disciple-making movements rather than maintaining ministry. We join with other leaders from around the world to explore practical ways you can make the shift today. Thank you for joining us for Episode 2. In this episode, Bill introduces us to John North of Ambassadors for Christ and Dr. Peter Rowenfeld from New Church Life. Bill, John and Peter work together on the formation of Shift M2M and have partnered together ever since They share the implications Shift has had on their ministry How their collaboration has launched And expanded Shift internationally And why they recommend you make the shift In your ministry context today Follow us so you can join in On all of the great conversations coming up As Bill connects with many leaders From around the world Exploring what they have learned From Jesus' life About making the shift
1: Well, uh, welcome back. With me today, I've got great joy to introduce two of my dear friends, uh, John North, who heads up Ambassadors for Christ International Australia, and Peter Roenfeld, who heads up New Church Life. Both are dear colleagues. We've walked this journey together for the last 10 years of Shift M to M since it first began. So welcome, Peter and John. Thank you very much. much. Yeah. Really good to be together as you chat. It sure is. Hey, listen, what I'd love for you to just briefly give us a little bit about who you were before I even connected with you. You know, what was ministry and life? And then we'll go into a little bit of our story because today we want to explore something of a bit more of the genesis of Shift M to M. As I said, 10 years ago this year, we launched it, and you two were the founding partners in this venture. So what was it before Shift M to M? What characterized your life and ministry and what were you doing? Peter? I was involved in disciple making,
2: fostering church planting and fostering movements and had been heavily involved in that journey for many years, 40 years at that particular stage. Uh, And when you called me, Bill, and talked about the whole concept that was developing, uh, this concept of following the life story of Jesus and the example, the teaching, the commission of Jesus to multiply disciples and cultivate movements on the basis of his journey. This resonated very deeply with me because this had been a journey that I'd been thinking about for a long time, certainly teaching through the life story of Jesus. But it Mm -hmm. gave an opportunity to refocus, to rethink, has been an enormously rich journey, bringing together a lot of that prior experience.
1: Yeah, it's been rich. In fact, I remember, Peter, that I'd connected with you through a um, a shared breakfast we used to have with our common friend, Steve Addison. And that's where I first heard your heart. And I thought, I need to follow this through. But before we unpack that anymore, John, how about yourself?
3: I've been working for many years with Ambassadors for Christ International in Australia. And our focus is on helping churches be more effective in evangelism. Before we got involved in Shift m to m together, we were primarily doing that simply by being available as speakers at evangelistic events churches might put on and uh, speaking at some conferences and things. In actual reality, most of my ministry, more than half would have been focused on believers, really, and challenging them about the spiritual life and responding to God. So the gift of evangelism, calling people to decision, but directed towards believers about truly mm. surrendering their lives to Christ, and then a portion of evangelistic speaking.
2: That, that is really interesting, John, because my whole journey, as I look at it, had been very much invested with people who were not believers, and then I became more and more involved in equipping believers as disciple-makers But it's been an enormously rich experience to walk with you, John,
1: and with you, Bill, and to learn from those experiences. I know that when we get together, as well as some good laughs, and we've got a lot of shared memories since we've teamed up on this journey over the years, one of the things I so highly value is the mutual affirmation of each other's giftings and ministry and the real integrity and credibility that we each bring from our different backgrounds and the the mutual respect there is between us. I got to say that it's a great joy for me every time I connect with you because I feel built up And I also feel spurred on to continue to pursue greater effectiveness in making disciples and helping fulfill the Great Commission. How how do you guys respond? Am I alone in this? Am I the Lonely Hearts Club guy and you guys are?
3: (laughs) No, I'm wholeheartedly with you on that. And I think, you know, for me, this is one of the really attractive things of our partnership and relationship together. You know, most of the time I'm in sort of a leadership role with other people and, discipling and mentoring other people or teaching and preaching to other people and uh, when we get together I feel like I'm the one who's here to learn (laughs) and I learn so much from both of you guys I listen I often go back and jot some notes down after our times together and really grow not only in my thinking but even seeing how to respond to people and deal with people so I am deeply grateful to God for bringing us together.
2: Yes, I would affirm that. This has been an enormously significant journey where both John and Bill, you are really close brothers in Christ and we have developed that relationship. As we first of all started to teach through Shift M to M and we partnered and listened to each other and then bounced off each other as we work mm-hmm. with Christian leaders and then as we've travelled and visited through Israel and the West Bank and followed the footsteps of Jesus, we have again enriched each other's journey and, and it's always a, a great experience to spend time together. And and I sense everybody who's been involved in Shift, all of those who have participated have been enriched by the fellowship that we share and the fellowship that they find in christ it's that commitment to jesus and to the presence his presence by his spirit that has really enriched this journey mm. to i realize we've all come from very different backgrounds we're really just coming off the same page when we come to the story of jesus and and that's what really built us as servants of god and ministers for jesus christ
1: yeah, I've often tried to explain this to people who are not experiencing it, and they look at the alliance or the fellowship, if you like, that we have together. And we've got different denominational streams, very different histories and pathways in our journeys that have then interlinked through the common value of the model and the strategy of Jesus' life as a model for ministry and for living and for movement building. We use the illustration that's a bit like we have got the same op- operating system, different applications, same operating system. But it it enables us to share, to exchange, and just to connect and to be in sync with each other in a far richer and deeper way than what we even have sometimes with people within our own organisational or denominational family. I think that's true.
2: And I think actually going deep in the story of Jesus all who participate in that journey. I was just saying to some folk the other evening, you cannot go through the story of Jesus quickly. We need to go deep into that story. By going deep into that story, through the whole life story of Jesus, mm. we develop a new experience with each other under the leading and the, the direction of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Is that what you found, John?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think on top of that also is the openness that we have to one another because we trust each other and each other's approach to the word and to ministry. Mm -hmm. And so we can each raise issues that we're facing or that we're thinking through and really benefit from each other's input.
1: Before launching, I really sensed the Lord say, you know, this has to be launched as a partnership. You have to do this in coalition with others. So as I prayed about who, your two names came to mind because I was thinking, you know, these guys have got such credibility in their own right that they'll either say, yes, we think this is needed and we'll work together with it. Or they'll say, no, not interested, in which case I won't go any further. As you first got exposed to the shift training from the life of Jesus, what was it that was your first impression, and why did you decide, yes, I want to partner in this? Perhaps, John, do you want to go first?
3: Well, I remember actually quite a long time before we ever connected about this, as I was developing in my understanding of ministry and leadership, I read the book by Robert Coleman, Master Plan of Evangelism which really looks at Jesus' development of the disciples. And that had a profound impact on me and impacted my thinking, my planning for ministry, Mm -hmm. and a lot of what I was doing with Ambassadors for Christ. But when you came and talked to me and started unpacking the chronological view of the life of Christ and his strategy, I recognized this was a far deeper look and Mm. jesus approach to movement building and ministry and i recognized that for me it wouldn't just be a partnership in how we ministered to others but it would be something that would have a deep impact on me and Mm. my ministry and even on ambassadors for christ that i was working with and so i at that point really wanted to be involved the thing that really i think brought me across the line was Bill, you remember every time you would come to Sydney, you'd mm-hmm. carve out a bit of time and we'd meet together and talk a bit further. Yep. And we used that page out of the movement building manual, I don't know, I think it's like page 142 or something, Yeah. where it kind of has a chart of all of the priorities Jesus had in that movement building process and has a place for you to rank how you yourself are doing personally in each of those areas and how your ministry Mm -hmm, is doing in those areas. And every time we met, we'd go through that and just say how we were doing and plan out some action steps to grow in that area. And that was a significant thing for me, that accountability and I started growing in some of those areas. And at that point, I saw the impact that this could have and i was all in from then
1: yeah well and that was two way cuz as i asked you the questions you asked me the questions <laughs> so That's right. I, I i had the same same response peter how about you what was it that locked you in at the beginning that you cuz you know you are super busy you're traveling consistently your your ministry is very extensive as was john so why commit to something extra what was it that locked you in
2: I think it was the fact that there was such deep resonance with the concept of walking through the life of Jesus, and that Jesus' method, Jesus' life, his teaching, his commission is the most effective way to do ministry and to cultivate a movement of disciple making and church planting, a movement for the kingdom of God. And as you say, Bill, we had connected on a fairly regular basis for breakfast. We had been involved in a number of initiatives in Australia Mm -hmm. to cultivate multiplying church plants. And then you raised with me this concept of sharing in this journey. Now, if I go right back to my early life, I got hold of a a classic harmonisation of the Gospels, the Gospel story as a harmony, long before I was aware of the harmonies of the Gospels of the New Testament. Mm. Uh, I got the classic that is called The Desire of Ages, which walks through the life story of Jesus. And then I later realized that it was actually written at the time when all of these harmonies of the Gospels were being developed by very good Bible scholars and Bible students. And the author of Desire of Ages had taken this background and fed it in. Mm. And for the first 25 years of my ministry, I had read this story of Jesus in sequence from beginning to end every year for 25 years oh. uh, so this was kind of an underlay to this discussion and to uh, a ministry where i was moving more and more to focusing upon the journey of Jesus and so there was deep resonance with the with the concept that you were sharing and then you brought added dimensions to it with the shift m to m process brought added dimensions to it we had some differences of as to how we understood the phases mm-hmm. of the life of jesus and i'd use slightly different terms in my equipping of church planting teams as they looked at the life story of jesus and stepped out into the community to relate and uh, so i was talking about connect and and win and equip so there was a a slight difference in some of the terms that we used but Mm -hmm. there was such synergy that it was to me it was the affirmation of the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life in John's life in my life and the whole journey that you'd been on in equipping your ministry in the life of Jesus and the journey that we had shared John in his journey of ministry and myself and and I could not really but say, I've got to commit to this. This is something really important. I've been involved in other ministries, activities to enrich the wider church in in Australia with the Australian Fellowship for Church Growth, etc. And this just seemed to be really significant, a significant time
1: to move And into this and invest Mm. a lot of energy into it. So it's been an enormous blessing. Since that early beginning, I can see how it's traced out from there because then, in a sense, my networks have become your networks, your networks have become my networks. And let's think of a couple of memories that we would each have together that indicate the scope of how things have grown since that first initial shift group in Melbourne and in Sydney that started. I can think of one memory in particular with was the first time that shift entered Europe because Peter said, I've got some guys in Western Europe that want to do some of this training. Would you come over and can we do it together? And we found ourselves, if you remember, Peter in uh, two occasions in what used to be East Germany in some beautiful locations Teaching a group of pastors this material. John, I can think of the same thing. You had an occasion, you said, I've got some of our ambassadors for Christ guys in uh, Eastern Europe that want to be exposed to this training. Would you come and team up with me, Bill? And I found myself sharing a bunk room with you and a couple of other guys in a pretty <laughs> rustic location in a very remote village in northern Ukraine. No, Romania. 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 Wasn't it? Absolutely. What about some of your memories, John? What would you reflect on?
3: (laughs) When I think of how the movement is growing uh, through partnership, I think even of our most recent training of facilitators and the reality that many groups happen now that none of us are a part of because people we've trained are now training others and they're training others. And in our last facilitator training, we had people from various parts of the world, people from our various networks all together yep. being trained as facilitators. That's a great time. Even there in Eastern Europe, when you came and helped me, then the Shift m to m guy from Sweden came down and also yeah. took part in that. Well, Switzerland, his yeah, content, from Switzerland, Switzerland. Yeah, sorry, not Sweden. Uh, so Yeah, to me, it's not my network and your network. It's all our network. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yes, and you were talking about that shift module that we worked through and the process we worked through in Europe for Western Europeans, meeting first of all in East Germany, and then we also met in the Netherlands for some of that training. Just last evening, I was working with one of those key persons who is now Multiplying a system of equipping disciple makers and church planters across the Scandinavian countries. This year I've been working with another one of those key ones who was equipped working through Hungary and through mm. Germany. So it continues to roll out networks that I may have, may have been connected with. Bill, you have contributed to enormously, and Shift M2M has contributed to enormously. And these are folk who are coming into our best practices workshops and seminars with Shift M to M still, mm. looking yeah. in on that and then taking it back to their areas. And I think also the very significant journeys that we've shared is we've taken Shift M to M into the land of Israel where Jesus walked. And both John and I have contributed to networks that you've been part of in the Bowl Moves tour, where yeah. we're looking at the life story of Jesus and and so There are so many great experiences like that where the networks have expanded.
1: One thing that we're trying to do with this podcast is we want to encourage leaders who have caught the vision. They want to make the shift from just doing more and more busy ministry to actually start to see disciple-making movements as an outcome of what they do. And often we get discouraged. I've been there. You've been there. We get discouraged. We feel like we're pushing uphill all the time. What would be a word of encouragement that you would bring to leaders like me, leaders like that, that is drawn from the life of Christ as our model? Peter, what what would be a word of encouragement you'd bring?
2: I think walking through the life of Jesus allows us to see Jesus working at a personal level where he's making disciples and as we walk through the life of jesus we see jesus working at a macro level where he's developing a movement and as we focus upon his life i would say bill as we focus upon his life the holy spirit who had conceived jesus who had filled him who had anointed him who work through his life and ministry, who was the spirit of resurrection who raised him, and when Jesus ascended, the Holy Spirit came and is present with us and in us. As we walk through the story of Jesus in this movement thinking, as we focus on the story of Jesus, it lifts our eyes even in the Mm. most discouraging or difficult environments or circumstances, and we see that really Jesus has given to us the way to live the way to do ministry and disciple making and the way to Mm. do ministry on a broader scale of movement building we're not left to wonder what are we going to do next we can look at the story of jesus and it it focuses us and encourages us even the most difficult circumstances and we all face those times but he is the
1: one that guides us brilliant john what would be your word of encouragement
2: Yeah,
3: I would say I know that you as leader, a pastor, an elder in your church, you're maxed out and uh, you're so busy. And when you look at this whole idea of changing everything to a movement building model, it can seem overwhelming and you don't know where to start. You don't know what to do. And I would say, don't think of the whole change at once. How do you eat an elephant? one bite at a time, right? (laughs) And when you look at Jesus, he's there in the synagogue. He doesn't try and change the whole synagogue system or the synagogue he's in even. He starts a movement within it, (laughs) right? Mm. He leads some people to faith, and then he starts building the spiritual foundations in them. He models for them what it looks like to live as a witness. And then he says, Mm. "Uh, would you like me to train you to be fishers of men? and he takes them on that journey all the time. He's still going to synagogue, reading the scroll, Mm -hmm. you know, doing all that. So don't feel like you have to tear up everything that's happening in your ministry, in your church. Just start by Mm -hmm. leading some people to Christ or taking some people who've come to Christ this year in your church and start building the spiritual foundations in them, and then take them to the next step and invite them to learn how to be fishes of men with you and gradually build within your existing church a uh, movement of people who are growing as disciples and that you're developing into disciple makers. It'll involve a bit of extra effort for you. I'm not going to hide that, but in the long run, those people will be your partners in training other people and your ministry will grow not by you doing more and more and more, but people you've trained are doing more and more. It's worth the investment now for what the difference will be down the road.
1: Wow. Words of wisdom and encouragement. Thank you, my friends. Peter, I thank you so much for joining us. And John, thanks for being a part of our session today. And we will visit with you again in our Making the Shift episodes in the future, I'm sure, but we really do appreciate it. And uh, once again, just want to affirm that what we share together in this journey as represented by a whole lot of other leaders that are on this together, partnering together in this whole adventure. It's rich and it's refreshing and I really appreciate it. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, Bill. Thank you,
0: We know your time is valuable and appreciate your choice to spend a part of your day with us. In turn, we hope this episode has encouraged you to pursue disciple-making movements in your ministry context. Coming up in the next two episodes, Bill will be catching up one-on-one with John North and Dr. Peter Roenfeld to unpack their personal journeys which led them to make the shift and the implications it's had on their ministry ever since. Join us for the rest of Season 1, where Bill continues the conversation with leaders from across the globe as they explore how to make the shift from doing ministry to building disciple-making movements. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you are encouraged and inspired. To find out more, visit us at www.powertochange.org.au forward slash shift or find all the Shift M2M links in the show notes. We'd really appreciate if you could share, leave a review and follow our podcast as it helps more people find us.
1: And so we really want to remind us all, let's not forget, it's never too late to start making the shift.